Hi guys, this is part two of our Rough Cut episode on Parasite. In this episode, we're going to talk about the climax of the film and definitely the ending, of course, um, and the importance of class solidarity and much, much more. If you haven't listened to part one, definitely encourage you to do that before you listen to this episode. Um, and if you have listened to part one, thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for listening to this episode as well. We hope you enjoy it. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. So they end up going on a camping trip and finally all the games are there together. Um, and this is when shit goes fucking left. So they're all like having a good time. Um, like Gi Jiang is in the bathtub. She's feeling very at home. Uh, I think at one point they're all out and Chung Sook is doing like hammer throw. Which we didn't mention in the beginning. She used to be like a hammer throw athlete. And you actually see her medal at the very beginning. Which I didn't know whose medal that was. I thought that was um, Gitex's medal at first. I thought like, I didn't pay attention to it the first time I saw it. Like in theaters. But when I was rewatching it, I was like, oh. So this. That was the first thing I noticed. This is. Like in the rewatch. Um, that was like when I noticed when, um, when I rewatched it. Also. And. With doing, um, like the research, because we found we found threads, we found a lot of threads, we found a lot of information. So there's a it, ton, y'all. If we'll link them, if we can, I'm gonna save my links if I didn't, because I got a million windows open. But <laughs> um, they weren't always in the situation that they're currently in, no. and I find that to be relatable for a lot of families. Especially especially like in America, especially in the mid aughts, um, for a lot of reasons. Um, and that like the metal and a couple other things around the house kind of gave me the idea, like they were in a different, they had different socioeconomic status at one point in time than they did currently. Yeah, like they've, I mean, they've, they've at least tried their hand in business a few times. It did not work out. Um, I don't really know as far as like, I mean, I think if you were like a, if you were like an athlete that, I mean, she didn't win a gold medal. She won a silver medal. Silver medal. We didn't really see where she won it, like where she won it or, or for like, like what event. I mean, I'm just as the hammer throw, but like. What like how big of a deal was it? This is a school thing. Was this like a professional thing? Um, college, like that kind of stuff. Um, so we don't have a toll like a ton of backstory on them because I think like I first I thought it was like an old medal from like school, and that they were hang like it was kind of like one of those situations where you hang on to stuff from school when your life is better. But then I didn't know until like. First of all, I also thought she did shot put. She does not do shot put. <laughs> so that's the extent of my Greek, <laughs> my Greek events. I don't know any um, besides the javelin. <laughs> and um, 
yeah, I I thought that was interesting that they made her like the the, the athlete in Naki Tech. So what if she was like on the up and up and then he was a scrub? I feel like that's what it was. But who knows? I don't know, because you know that part. So they're all getting drunk at the house and stuff, and they're eating the snacks. Um, some of them are eating the snacks that are made from the dogs. Because <laughs> <laughs> Young is like, oh, shit, I owe like a dog snack. Because she's drinking fucking like Patron out of the bottle or whatever. And then um, at one point, like, doesn't Gitek like snatch up Chung Soup? And you're just like, oh shit, what's about to go down yeah. in this house? And she looks at him and she's like, I wish you would do it. I'd fucking kill you. And then they start laughing. I'm like, ha ha. I was like, who was getting their ass beat tonight? I was like, ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Okay. The mood shifted a little bit. <laughs> Roll kind of spun off his axis a little bit. <laughs> I was like, nah. Because <laughs> I think the internet is in agreement that uh, if push come to shove, she could beat that man's ass. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. I was like, ooh, you little bold grabbing that shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but they were basically talking. They're like, oh, like, I think you text problem. And this is a problem with a lot of people is that he assumes because that the Pox are rich that they are nice people. Hmm. And that because they have welcomed, not necessarily welcomed them into their home because they're just hired help, but they're not like, like they depend on them. You know what I mean? They depend on them for pretty much everything. Young Yoon cannot freaking cook. She can't do... She, no domestic labor, and then Jong-Yik needs, you know, a driver. Does he, I mean, need is, like, a relative term. Nobody needs a driver. <laughs> but, like, they're, they're, they have purpose in that house, which I don't think they really had just doing, like, pizza boxes and shit like that. And they're kind of talking about it, because, like, at one point, Chung Soon says they're not nice. They're not rich because they're nice they're nice because they're rich <laughs> like if i was rich i'd be nice as fuck too hmm because that comes up later with like you and 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 dong and how he kind of will quote unquote cross the line because he at one point asks him like oh like you love your wife don't you and, he, and dong is like ah yeah she I... <laughs> <laughs> That was literally like how he said it. He was kind of like, I mean, okay. I mean, she ate. It was basically like, I can tolerate her. Uh, I mean, she's pretty. She is the mother of my two children. Yes. And that is literally about it. <laughs> he does not, I told you, she, he does not like, I don't think he likes his family at all. He might. He likes day song. I mean, fathers usually like their sons. Yeah, I feel like that's about it. Yeah, I don't think he actually. Like, if these weren't his family, would he like them? Probably not. No. No. So, um, 
they're partying it up and stuff. And then they hear a knock on the door. And who do you know? It's Mongwon. She is uh, looking a little worse for wear. Yeah, she she looks like she's been put through the ringer. She has been. Um, she basically comes in. She's like, I forgot something. <laughs> and they're all hiding. Um, except for... Um, Chung Soo, because she's the housekeeper now. So she is like, oh, can I go down to the basement and and go get it? And they're like, okay. So she's down there like forever. They don't really understand. Like she's just in her way. They're like, um, go get her. Like, what are you like? Why are y'all waiting? And like she comes down there. This ship had me cracking up. She was like, there's like a bookshelf down there. Or not a bookshelf, but like a big old shelf that full of like pickled, like, pickled foods and she's sitting there looking like a freaking lunatune character trying to push this giant shelf away from the wall and she event like um chung suk helps her like get it loose yeah there's like something blocking it <laughs> and bitch. first of all she fucking like tumbled down i was like oh my god <laughs> And so she runs down this, like, stairwell that leads to, like, an underground bunker that's, like, a like a nuclear war bunker, basically, which I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, the constant threat of nuclear war. <laughs> it's not just for, like, because here I feel like if you have a nuclear bunker at your house, I don't know why, but it always gave me, like, the sense of, like, are things okay upstairs? Because there's actually a person... At my near my old neighborhood, I used to drive past this house all the time, and they actually had like a little like there's actual like a like you can see the door from the street, hmm. of, like a like a underground bunker, and I was like, is this like a doomsday cult? That's what y'all usually gives me like doomsday cult kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But I would think with the like you know the ever present tensions. <laughs> of North and South Korea, I would, I would think like, okay, if it's in the budget, maybe. Although I would, I would guess that not many people have access to a nuclear bunker. Yeah. Because they're poor. That seems like a rich person's thing in this sense, because it is nice. It's like a full on, it's like a toilet down there. Shower. Yeah, there's, um... I feel like there's, well, there isn't food, and the problem is there's no food down there because Mokwan has not been down there, and the her, we find out that she has a husband named Ogunsei, and he has been down there starving for the time that they have not been, like, he basically depends on her to bring him food. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, me in the theater, chaos has officially landed. I was like, wait, what? Like, excuse <laughs> me, excuse me. I chaos, bitch. It's like another person in the house. Is another person downstairs in the basement? Girl, girl in the like... sub basement. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that, and he I... he was going through it. He was starving. 
he was starving. Um, basically, we find out that um, like the previous owner had built this this underground bunker. I don't think he wanted people to know that he bought it. So I don't even think the parks didn't know that uh, that it even existed. Um, so, <laughs> so Meng Guan had um, hid her husband down there because of loan sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like basically like, "Hey, why don't we work out a deal?" Um, where he can live down here and you bring him food and we'll bring you some money and we'll just keep this arrangement because she uses a couple words I, I remember. She said, as a fellow worker, so she's trying to plead, like, she's trying to appeal to her in, like, in solidarity form as them being workers because they are workers. And she calls her remember, sis. She called her sis and I was like, girl... <laughs> <laughs> but she's like Chung Sook was like uh I'm gonna I think she said she's gonna call the cops on them or something mm-hmm. basically she's like uh no because somehow she knows Chung Sook's name no and I think wait oh, she mm-hmm. does because she still texts Da Sung oh yeah she does yeah cause she was like how do you know my name and um and like basically, in this hour of need, when your fellow worker <laughs> needs help, she's like, "Hell nah, you are not screwing up this thing for me. I'm getting all the fuck out of here." And the problem <laughs> arises when the rest of the family goes tumbling down the stairs and fucked and- up the whole thing. So, okay, before we move on to this, this proposal was a good idea. All you had to do was bring a little snack. Like, and after hours when everybody goes to bed, like, it wasn't going to be a thing. And I wonder if it was like, oh, if you ask for this, like, what you going to ask for next? Or are you going to snitch? Or like, blah, blah, blah. Or like, you know, like, people get defensive when like the little spot getting blown up or whatever. So like, on one level, I can see that, but on the other level, other level and like, me too, like, I don't like to be bothered about <laughs> doing favors for people. <laughs> Shit, I don't really care. Are you about to pay me unless, you know, things are dire? But I can see, like, you like, damn, I got to do this on top of everything else. I got to pretend to be this person. But I got to make sure this motherfucker down here. Is, and I don't know what he's doing. He looks crazy. <laughs> like, so, like, I can do that. But at the same time, like, you just said that the family is only nice because they are rich. All, all you had to do, leave, leave a to-go plate. Yeah, just leave them a little, 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 little something, 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 something. And, like, just had to leave a to-go plate. And I... One thing about this movie, though, is it's a delicate balance. Like, every everything about this movie is... Just on the, it's like Jenga a little bit, and you're constantly like removing those little, 
what they call little log things. Y'all know. I don't know. I ain't played Jenga in a long time. Don't little. I don't know what they're called, but we know what you're talking about. You you, you remove one little thing. And it's like the tower is held, like holding on. <laughs> you got like <laughs> a thousand bricks and it's just like one little brick in the middle holding the whole thing together. And you about to like push that brick to the side. Like that's how the whole movie feels most of the time. Yeah. And it's always like teetering on the edge of like complete madness. And I feel like at this particular scene when they come tumbling when everybody comes tumbling down the stairs is when we like move that brick. <laughs> because everything changes in that moment. Yeah, I mean it literally, like, you think, like, they're on easy street now. I mean, not necessarily easy street, but they're in a much better place than what they were. They're not going to be, like, they're not owning the house. But they're even talking about the house of, like, oh, this could be your mother-in-law's house one day. Like, like this, you know, they're thinking in the future. And every time you think about stuff in the future, isn't that when everything always fucks up? Yeah. Just like, ooh, things are going well. Got money in my pocket. I can go eat. Getting drunk off Patron with my mama. My daddy trying to yoke up my mama, but <laughs> she put him in his place. We just having a good time around here. Mm. <sighs> she literally said, don't call me sis, you filthy bitch. I was like, you were just, she was just you a couple days ago. You have her job. Again, like, I think this is also a lesson for everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand turning on somebody who has the same job as you. Like, if you have a job of a certain stature and someone like you leave that job and now you're turning your back on somebody who is now quote unquote like you think less of them like they're in a lower class than you all of a sudden and everything is all poor yeah like everything is so precarious like you could lose all of that in an instant all the time exactly because you know the thing is is that it didn't really take them that much to fire them like fire people who had been in their employ for a long time. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. And they probably wouldn't give you a good explanation for it either. So it could be your ass. Like that totally. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what are they doing? They're fumbling. They're fucking fumbling. <laughs> Think about that, guys. Think about at will employment, guys. Girl, Think I about that. Know, I don't know many people who couldn't just go in up and get fired. Like. Look at oh, your. Monday. States employment laws. Look and see if you're in a state that has at-will employment. I feel like a lot of people are at-will employed. Okay. So if you're in a state that has at-will employment, that means they could literally fire you for anything. Are there states that don't have at-will employment? Uh, certain, certain states don't. Like certain positions aren't like at-will. Um, mm-hmm. That means like you have contracts to protect your employment so like teaching like teachers have contracts so you have to fill the um fill the terms of your contract to maintain employment 
Okay. So yeah, just look yeah. at the terms of your employ- employment, guys. It's like the it's you know, like the Twitter equivalent would be like, oh, I don't know how you niggas works this nine to five shit. <laughs> and I was like, weren't you just working in somebody's call center not too long ago? Now because you have an online IG business, you're suddenly hot shit. The way people, poor people talk down to other people, poor people is kind of like, we're all poor. I hate to break it to you guys. You're never going to be Jeff Bezos. You're not even going to be his alive girl. So you <laughs> have to stop licking his boots. You got to stop trying to lick his taint because it's just not going to happen. Like, he doesn't care. He does you- not care. And I don't like, and also, too, and be, people in America love that myth of, like, oh, it could be you because this person did it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just kind of, like, the 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 way, like, not to, to say that you shouldn't work hard. Like, that's not what anybody's saying because I think people also get offended when you're just, like, well, I don't want to be lazy because, you know, that whole culture of, like, you know, if you don't work really hard and basically like bust drafts at your job, paying all these bills because people love to brag about how much, how many bills they have to pay, which is ridiculous. Um, people are always like, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with dreaming to be a billionaire and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, like the conditions have changed since Jeff Bezos jumped into business the conditions have changed since oprah <laughs> started on the oprah winfrey show the conditions have changed since beyonce and jay-z he started making all this money like what they have done and like what the rules are now like i feel like the goalposts have moved so far and they have they have ch- it is changed so like you you guys y'all gotta you gotta think more critically about stuff like you gotta think about those people who have startups and how they got their startups how they got the capital to start their startups you gotta have capital to do things and certain people can't have they don't have access to the capital to do things for a myriad of reasons so you Mm got to think about that and on the flip side of that there are a million different ways where you can achieve your dreams of being a millionaire if that's what you want to do. Like, there are career opportunities and fields that didn't exist anymore. I mean, didn't exist in the past, rather. Like, you could be an online influencer. Like, you can be an influencer. You can sell flat tummy tea and um, gummy vitamins that are literally just candy with a little bit of vitamin C in them. Like, you can do that and you can make money from it. But... It's not quite the same. Like you gotta hustle to do that, but it's you're. It's not going to be like the Rockefellers. Like it's not going to be like Jeff Bezos. It's not going to be like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. Like it's it's not going to be the same because they have access to different things. And sometimes, like a lot of millionaires built their like billionaires and millionaires built their fortunes on the backs of marginalized people they exploited people to get their gain that's why you don't make enough that you should be making yeah so like when you argue against living wage you sound 
ridiculous. What the fuck is that about? Like, I don't understand. Like, so like when you say people who work in fast food don't deserve to make enough money to pay their rent, buy food yes, for they themselves, do. they do because they are harassed for eight hours, probably more every day. Dude, why and flows, man. It if you blows. have a living wage in one field, that's going to branch out into every field. So everybody can eat. That's the whole purpose. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense to, to, I mean, unless you are, of course, making money off the fact that people can't pay their rent, then you are going to love that. But that is exploitation. So, <laughs> and you should also consider that as a thing of like, how are these people making their millions? Because if you think it's just by pure hard work, I would think I no way can afford to be that naive in 2020. So just like thing in is, I guess I don't want to say it's nothing wrong with admiring these people because there is, but <laughs> like if you, if you can, Find something to grasp onto to motivate yourself to want to be a better you, and you can mm-hmm. find that in that person. Do it, yeah. Um, but try to do so in a more ethical way. Yeah, and that's hard. I mean, the general statement is like there can no be there can be no ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah. And somehow, some way, someone's getting exploited by it. And that's just the, and it's just the world that we live in. We all, we all live in a capitalist society. Like, we all participate in it. Hashtag, we live in a society. We, oh God, (laughs) we do. We all participate (laughs) in it. We all want things like, in watching this movie it made me think of fresh prince of bel-air for some reason i was like damn uncle phil and i viv had a servant and like like they had jeffrey the butler like just thinking about different things and like how when i was younger like being rich would meant something to me like being wealthy in that way to have like a big house and have a lot of expensive things that really meant a lot to me but now that i'm older be, what wealth would mean to me is being able to really give back in mm-hmm. different ways. Because, like, mm-hmm. if I had more money and if I wasn't as, like, if I didn't have migraines in the way that I have migraines, I would do a lot more. Yeah. But the idea that everybody would is kind of also naive, which I think some people think that. Yeah, like not everybody that. Not everybody thinks about the world that in the way that you do. Yeah. Um and that is is okay. I mean, life is life, bro. Um and not everybody cares about different things in the same way that you do. Like yeah. not everybody watches Parasite the way that we did. Yeah, some people thought, "Wow, that was a crazy movie." Let me go get my maid. (laughs) Let's talk about it. I don't think, like, that's a whole thing, too. Like, people were saying that, oh, rich people can't watch Parasite. I think rich people can watch. I mean, you can watch whatever movie you want to. I don't think they were going to really 
take like watch the movie and take it in as like a thing because I I feel like and Bong Joon Ho Bong Joon Ho said this about um, the title of being parasite when um, apparently they were people were kind of like squeamish about it being called parasite because they thought it just uh, referred to the rich people or sorry referred to um, all the poor people in the movie but in reality like the rich are very much leeching off of like the labor of the poor because like they cannot do anything without them but they're not going to welcome them into their like space as equals at any point in time so it there it's very much like a like a i don't know if you call it a symbiotic relationship or something but it's like a, there's def- it is it's on both ends, it is a parasitic relationship. Yeah. And yeah. you... But there's some... There's a there's a clear upper hand within this relationship. Because, I mean, the rich can't really do anything without them, but they can just go get another maid. Yeah. So. So, just... when you're pre- pledging allegiance to all your brands, remember, you can be replaced. You can easily be replaced. Ah, you can easily be replaced, bitch. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Dark humor. Um, uh, so I guess where do we leave off? Basically, everybody they, fell down the steps. They fell down the steps. Blackmail ensues. Also, uh, Ogunse, like has a weird sort of, like you said, like a plan of a pledge allegiance to Dongik a little bit. I <laughs> being down in that basement fucked him up. So um he's always yelling like respect. So basically it turns into this whole like I'm going to send a picture to um the Pox if you don't like agree to my terms. And she's got them like holding their arms up and stuff. Um, and she's filming them and then she starts like pretending to be like a North Korean like news um, like a news reporter mm-hmm. apparently there's a really famous one that's like oh supreme leader and like says all this stuff and they're just cracking up about it and I was like oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was in the theater like this is pretty dark. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I saw that. I mean, I guess no, we don't. I don't think we have anything nearly as intense on like our news channels. But I feel like if um, you had somebody. Wait, well, like besides the fact that our government. Is... I mean, I don't know. You see some occasional weird wild shit on Fox News sometimes. You do. There's a lot of like cult worship of of people um, via some of the worst places. The <laughs> worst places of our news. I don't think anybody's just like, oh, we're gonna send this nuclear weapon on this family. <laughs> it hasn't gotten to that level yet. Thank please God. <laughs> but I was like, this is kind of dark. I, I wonder what this is like like day to day. 
shit got me pretty dark to be making some jokes like that. I mean, we made some dark ass jokes, but like, yeah, it's kind of, it's a lot. So basically shit gets crazy. Um, the Kims get the upper hand. Um, and <laughs> he's young goes and grabs a peach and just rubs it all over her face, like on Mukwan's um, face. And I was like, oh, she did. She is dead. That was intense. That was, and then they go, they tie up um, Ogunse and they leave him downstairs. And I think um, they also, they tie them both up, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, um, Young Yo calls and she's like, "Yeah, the camera is canceled. Can you make some? Um, can you basically make food?" She says Ramdan, which is like, there's a whole story behind this. It looks so good. Like I know that's not the point, but like it looks so good. <laughs> basically, it's like, it's like, um, like ramen noodles, like in the pack, like pack noodles, but then. There's like um, this really fancy, really expensive like Korean beef that they put on top of it, like a sirloin. So it's basically like super cheap noodles with super like high quality beef. And when um, Chung Suka basically like improvises this really fast while they're all trying to clean up. And then <laughs> right when the family comes in, Mungwan comes running up the stairs out of the basement and she straight fucking kicks her down the stairs. Oh. I was like, damn it! <laughs> yeah. So she's coming upstairs to tell on everybody. I mean, she's probably trying to get free as well. They yeah. got tied up and gagged and stuff. Did they put a peach did they put a peach in her mouth? I don't think so. Cause she's like yelling. Two. Oh, okay. Um, a little bit, like through the gag, and so, um, Chung Soo kind of like casually kicks her back yep. down the stairs, like boop, and she falls down the stairs and hits her Cracks head that- on the wall. Melon. Cracked that melon. Yeah, she cracks the melon. I was like, ooh, damn, girl. So they're they're eating, and Young Yo says, oh, yeah, like, my kid saw a ghost down here at one point. That's why, you know, he's in art therapy, which turns out to be uh, Gunsei creeping up to get food. And I, <laughs> the way he popped up up the stairs with them eyes, I was like, I, I can totally see why your kid freaked out and had a seizure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Cause that shit scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, if I saw them two eyes just staring, I'm like hell no. Nah. <laughs> How terrifying. So, um, the well, the games are still stuck in this house. Um, Dasan decides to go out in the rain in his teepee. That's not gonna leak, and they're just watching him. And then they start having sex on the sofa. Mm-hmm. And I right. don't even know if it was somebody said it was supposed to be like poor people cosplay. <laughs> Cause 
she's like, she was, she's like, give me drugs. Give me she- drugs. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> they so trifling. They trifling. Like, like I no. They trifling. No, yeah. And then and then this is when they're talking about how uh Gitek smells. Like he smells like Subway. They like he doesn't he almost crosses the line, but he doesn't. But then the smell crosses the line. <laughs> and he's under the coffee table. They're first of all, they listen to them have sex and then they finally manage to sneak out after like an hour or two. Um, hiding under this table and um, they're running and it's pouring rain and you see them run all like they're basically going all the way back down to their house. All the rain is basically flowing in the direction that they're going and by the time they get home the entire neighborhood is flooded. Their shit's flooded. Um, This is kind of cut between like scenes of of Mungwan waking up and being like, oh, shit, I have a concussion and trying to, like, talk to her husband. And um, and so, like, when there's, like, shit coming out of the toilet, like, the toilet was overflowing. <laughs> and then she's, like, throwing up into the toilet because she's got this, like, the, the bunker toilet because she's got a concussion. And then my mom was watching this with me, and she was like, the toilet is higher up than they are. Mm. And I was like, God damn. This, like, this scene hurt me. Like, the scene with uh, them talking shit hurt me. Them, like, you found out what your employers actually thought about you. Then you had to sneak out in the middle of the night and go home. Home where you rest your head. Home where you have a chance to kind of like unwind, be yourself. And then when you get home, your whole house is flooded. You don't really have, you could save things, like a couple things at the moment, but -hmm. you don't have a place to rest. Like you don't have a place to unpack all what's been said. Right. Right. Because he's mad. And I would be too. Listen, like, you just said I stink. Like, you basically said I stink like poor people. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he's been trying. I See, this is the thing, too, because the rest of them kind of have a really realistic, like, understanding of, like, what's going on between them being in this house and, like, working for the pox and stuff. And he just seems like he kind of was letting him, f- like, they're all kind of feeling the fantasy a bit. But he seemed like he was like, oh, like, because he's arguing that they're good people. But then here they go talking about you stink like, like, like Subway. Yeah. And like, you just like everything that you own is being destroyed. So you like salvage something like a couple things, anything you could grab, like you, you, you try to grab. And. Yeah. He, they end up having to sleep in a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think at one point, <laughs> like, Yu just goes and, like, grabs, like, a, a stash of cigarettes and just goes and smokes because she's like, I just, uh, that's all I got. That's all I got in me. 
Mm-hmm. And also, too, they're talking about this sort of like having a plan thing. They mentioned this like a lot, like, oh, what's your plan? Oh, you got a plan. And then um, he was like, hey, dad, like, what's the plan? He was like, honestly, there's no point to having a plan. My plan is to not have a plan because, like, what's the point? You know, it doesn't matter if you have a plan. She's still going to get fucked up. Um, and so that part, like the first time I saw that in the theater, I was like, you right. Like, yeah, that hit me hard in my chest. Made my, it hurt my feelings. Hit you in the heart, like the, or the head, like a prosperity rock. It did. I was like, "Mm, I feel you, bro. I get it. (laughs) He said, what did he say? He's like, you know, what kind of plan never fails. No plan. If you make a plan life, life never works out that way it works out great that way something along those lines and then crap my notes on all cats but nothing fucking matters <laughs> like that that particular part like that really really resonated with me for a lot of reasons like that happens to like poor people all the time like how many times have you been like oh shit's going well let me plan. Oh, maybe I can do this. And then something fucking happens. You got a huge bill or, you know, flooding or something completely throws off everything. Yeah. It happens so much. And so I was like, you know what? Plans with plans. I have no plans. I'm just gonna. Yeah. The life of a poverty stricken. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> life in the porn lane. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany sounds so sad. <laughs> I too want, I had a plan once. <laughs> Come on, my Angelou. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Life so, ain't always been a crystal skull. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it's always some elder say. You know, life ain't never been no crystal stair. <laughs> <laughs> so the fucked up thing is the next day, um, it's perfectly sunny up at the box house. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, sunny. And um, uh, Young Yo decides that she is going to host a party for Death Song's birthday. Um, she basically calls everybody and like, hey, like, you know, if you want to come. I think she says it's going to be like extra, like time and a half, basically. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, they can use the money. They don't really have a house now. I mean, they have a house, but it's wet. And, <laughs> um, and so, like, like... I mean, they're in a fucking gymnasium with people fighting over clothes and stuff. And so, um, I think actually, oh yeah, she invites, she invites Gyu and Gijiang and then, uh, Gitek and Changsuk are actually like required to be there because they work for them. Like, I think they're more, they're more like of hired help with the family where, um, Gyu and Gijiang are just tutors right so they're kind of a little bit more not as like closely like intertwined with the family i guess like in maybe in the box size so um 
fucking you <laughs> this was the dumbest thing you decides to go down to the fucking bunker to check on things this is the thing they were like oh we should go down there and give them some food like i thought was what gis young says I was like, do you think they're alive? That was... They were just trying to be good people at this particular point in time, which... I mean, y'all done y'all yeeted them people down. (laughs) Tied him up like hog style. I mean... At least she came back to check. Girl, she did, girl. I mean, how would they know? That's why you had to go when back down there and check. someone down the stairs and they don't move. But it could have been like, she could have like leaned to the right, boop, missed it, just dislocated the shoulder. You wouldn't have known. No, but remember, Gitek goes down there and he drags her farther down. There. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But he didn't tell the kids that. No. But like. So the kids, know. the kids, they still kids. They. they're No, they're definitely. They're, they're, no. So, <laughs> so he goes down there and he's kind of like looking around because somehow um, Ogunsei gets out of his like bondage. I don't know how he managed to get out of it, um, but he has fashioned like a weird sort of like a dog catcher's leash. <laughs> he is ready for war. And yanks him back, um, like, by the neck. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Not by... Don't... Please don't hang this child down here in this basement. And they kind of... He eventually skate as... Like, he... They they have, like, this... Like a, like a struggle. Um, he basically almost escapes and then gets bonked <laughs> by that rock. I thought it was, I remembered it being one bonk, just like, boop. Nope, it was two. It was a, no, I was he like, came back ah! and he said, like, right on his, like, head. And I was like, oh, god damn, dude. Like, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I hate head injuries. I hate, I hate drownings. I hate head injuries. And I hate people being hung. I I was having a meltdown. <laughs> in my I chair. was like, wait, with the prosperity rock? Yeah, fuck your prosperity. He was gonna bring that rock to them. I wish you would bring me that rock. Just like when um when Minya came down and was like, here, I'm gonna bring you this rock, you little pores. <laughs> bring me money. Don't bring me no goddamn rock. I was like, look at this. Just like somebody who, I, why is it always when people who got like a little bit of money just be giving y'all whatever? Like they give poor people whatever. Like this is, how is this going to help me, bitch? I'm in a basement. My wife is dead. <laughs> Here, have some prosperity. Bye. Oh, child. Nah, he deserved that. I'm sorry. He deserved that bonk. Uh, Not a bonk. No, he deserved that bonk. <laughs> I wish you, if somebody came to you on like your worst day and they gave you just a rock, 
Like, they don't give you no food, no real apology, no um, sort of like, hey, we fucked up your life and left you here to die, basically. And they gave you a rock, Brittany. What was the first thing you would do with that rock? Um, yeah, it would be like, you gotta beat their ass, though. <laughs> that, wa- that rock is your weapon. Yeah. Yeah, no. He... He had it coming. I don't usually believe in he and people having shit coming, but like, think, bruh. Like, what? Read the fucking room. You basically, <laughs> you can't. Like, these people are—they're they're not dumb. So I'm like, why would you think that was okay to do? So, um, Ogunse has full access to the house now, and he says, "Fuck it, vibe check. Let's give me a night." <laughs> I I have to find that gift for you. I have to find that gift for you and send it. You're going to crack up. Um, But yeah, so they're doing this whole like Native American themed birthday party where um, Gee Young is supposed to go and bring out this cake to Dasong and then, like, get, like, mock attacked by Gitek and Dongi. And they're supposed to be all in, like, they're both in, like, Indian headdresses. And um, Da Song is supposed to, like, attack them and save uh, Gijiang from her father and the chauffeur. <laughs> and I was like, this is all so gross. <laughs> These people are so gross. And uh, before that can happen, Ogunsei says, um, fuck it, we'll do it live. And stabs Gijiang in, like, the chest, basically. And, um, and Chungsook actually jumps up and springs into action and starts whooping that ass. Which I was like, okay, okay, hammer throw hands. To save her baby. Save her baby. Yeah, because they don't, I mean, they spring into action and um, Dasong has a seizure and the whole thing is I think he has to be, he has to make it to the emergency room in like 15 minutes? Mm Mm-hmm. Or was it less than that? Uh, I don't remember. Well, basically he has to make it to um, I think that's like a certain amount of time between when he has a seizure and when he has to make it to the hospital, um, or risk certain death or something like that. And so they're like pleading with Gitek, like, oh, get the keys, get the keys. He tries to throw the keys. He fumbles the fucking play. Um, and like Ogunse like lands on the keys and freaking <laughs> Doggy has to grab the keys from under uh, Kyonse and girl, he holds his nose. Like, P.U. Ooh, all this poverty. I just can't take. I was like, how do you do this? Your child's about to die. 
and you pause and hold your nose before grabbing the keys from under this man. Like, what kind of asshole do you have to be? Be you. He held his nose. Like, even he was, like, in some cartoon. Like, it wasn't like he, like, held his breath. He pinched his nose, and he kind of did it from, like, the top, too. <sighs> also, we didn't talk about when they were in the car on the way to the birthday party, and Young <laughs> Yo was, like... She took her shoes off, had her feet on the fucking back of the of the chair, and she tried to be like, "Oh, ew, he stinks." <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you sure that's not your feet, girl? She, I feel like naturally she didn't really smell him. She was just since her husband smelled him, or claimed that he smelled that she smelled him. Like, I was like, y'all are raggedy. <laughs> y'all are raggedy. Um, and so when he, when Kitek sees, he's been mad this whole time, but like when he sees uh, Dungeek hold his nose, he's like, oh, fuck this shit. And like grabs the knife that's like somewhere on the ground or something like that and spins him around and stabs him in the chest. And it's over for you, boy. Like, <laughs> like, oh my god! The chaos, bruh. The fucking chaos. So, like, after this, basically, a lot happens. Um, you manages to get to the hospital. Um, where he has brain surgery, which I was like, how is he alive? How is he alive? And, um, him and Chung Suk are convicted of, like, fraud, but all they get is probation. Um, they never find his father, um, and Ki Jung has, um, died from her injuries, unfortunately. Um, they don't really understand, like, why... The whole thing went down. They don't know, like, they don't understand about, like, why Yensei was, they don't know anything about him. Um, and then the family house gets sold. Um, nobody's seen Kitek for, like, a few months, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think they basically stopped reporting about it. Like, they, you know, after a while you start, like, you gotta move on to the next horrible thing in the news. And he starts seeing this message in Morse code on the lights. Like the lights that were, you know, the boop, boop, boop. <laughs> and it turns out that Kitek has actually escaped to the bunker. And he lives down there. Um, there's a new family that lives in the house. It's a German family. He said, thank God they don't only eat like sauerkraut or something like that. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so he gets to sneak up there and, and, and steal food. Um, and then, like, you, sorry, like, you has, like, this whole fantasy that he's gonna go to school, and he's gonna make a lot of money, and he's gonna go, and he's gonna buy this house, and he's like, all you gotta do is, like, just come up the stairs. 
and the film just kind of like in like that letter was so beautiful letter was beautiful he doesn't send it though i don't think and he still lives in his house um with his mother or the basement apartment with his mother i think he ends up telling her that like they found his father but the problem is like your father's wanted for murder yeah and i from what i've read like it his like fantasy the ending kind of leans toward like that's never going to happen because it's like not going to fucking happen it did not because like it's murder so <laughs> it's murder you guys he is confined to the house for now but once he gets out of the house like if he ever gets out of the house he is it's murder so he's got to be in prison so, so, like, where, like, like, what would you do? You He'd still be imprisoned in his house. Yeah. Even if you did manage to do all this. And also, how long would it take you to do this? Yeah. I mean, you, you gamed one family before, but, like, you got this whole other family. Maybe they're not, like, the same type of people who would get, you know, um played like that and you gotta think about this made the news yeah so everybody sees you so you can't do that again so yeah like he's basically fucked and he's like trapped in this fucking house that he loves so much yeah So, therein lies your message, I guess. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's a lot, man. Like, the layers. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people would sort of think, like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this house. And, you, you know, we can, it'll all be fine if I could just, like, make enough money to buy this house. And I was like, yeah, I can barely make enough money to live in your own house. Yeah. So how are you going to do that? And not to discourage anyone from trying to make money. I don't want to, I feel like I come all across with being like, don't make money. Like, that's not what I'm saying. It's just kind of like, think of the, think of how things are rigged against you and take that into account. And I sad to say that you can overcome odds because it has happened. It happens all the time. It's just the man wants to keep us down, y'all. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, the system. Guys, the system. Sounds rant. <laughs> the system, guys. The system. We are just cogs in it. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, as much as people tout like upward mobility, I don't know if it's really that easy anymore. No. Yeah. Hmm. Because people love like a people love a good bootstrap story. Yeah. And those bootstraps for the people who 
for a majority of the people who tell you those bootstrap story, they didn't they didn't do the bootstraps themselves. Yeah. They were they were given a hand. Trust us. Yeah. yeah. It's I feel like it's very, very rare to see like a true like you had nothing and then you're like made it to something kind of story that isn't sort of like you know how they have those things now in like refinery 29 they're like oh this is how i afford my two thousand dollar apartment and this is how i paid off my loans or whatever yeah it's always like oh yeah i got a hundred thousand dollars from my parents like what I've only seen one person online because I like watched a video of this girl talking about she paid off like a whole like a buttload of loans. But I think also she like makes quite a bit of money. Um, but I feel like that's the only person I've ever seen that's been like, yeah, I didn't have like family help because my family was not not with it. So, so they did it all on their own. That's the only time I've ever seen like a story like that. Where it did involve like, oh, my mom pays like my rent for me. And we also share, you know, like Netflix and they pay my phone bill. <laughs> they give me a food allowance. Like it's always like a thing like that. It's always like, oh, see how this person made all this money. And it's just like, oh, and fine print. Like, well, actually she had a, like a $100,000 loan, loan from their family. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's easy to be really, really cynical about this. I just, I don't want to come across as being cynical as much as being like, uh, let's examine how fucked up this is and then, like, fix it. Which I don't have any, like, I'm not a policymaker. I just feel like, the you know, of course wealth should be distributed fairly. Yeah. Which is such a, like, a, apparently just like a fucking crazy idea to have. And I don't... I don't even know how you would even feasibly do that. I don't even know. Because, like, I don't even know how you would do that. Like, I'm all for it, but I don't even know how you would do it. I guess I would support robbing people. (laughs) Brittany supports the purge. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just do that. Let's just... redistribute their wealth <laughs> through the perch. Okay. <laughs> I mean, hey. I mean, every uh, honestly, guys, like not to continue, um, but like on like political rants. But every time you know, like Elizabeth, and you know Bernard. Um, talk about stuff. I mean, like, let me ex Tina gift on this. Let's see what they're talking about. See what's happened. Let's see what's happening. Like, like a tax. So I usually hear. You're like, okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole the whole thing. I mean, some people for some countries it works. For this country, people usually just be like, no. Let me cock the gun because <laughs> I'm not having this shit. So I don't even know. I don't I don't know if we'll ever see like true economic equality. 
it definitely shouldn't be like the way it is now. Like this is fucking ridiculous. And I feel like it's just going to get worse. Yeah, I mean, now that we have a huge global uh, near pandemic on our hands, that's when people are going to start taking some measures, bitch. And the poor are going first. If you don't have access to things, like if you don't have access to things that you should have access to, like healthcare, it's because society doesn't see you as valuable. Yeah. Unless you're making things or producing things. But you're also expendable. If you stop Mm -hmm. making those things, you stop showing up to work. (laughs) Yeah. Because of family issues. Well, you can be replaced. You got to keep the machine going. Yeah. Productivity. But the fucked up thing is, like, how productive is this country? (laughs) Really? (laughs) It's not really at all. (laughs) It's kind of a mess. So, I mean, we've been talking for, like, several hours. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, like, obviously, like, we wouldn't have talked about this movie if we didn't like this movie. So, we want you guys to watch it. You can rent yeah. it. You can wait until it's streaming on Hulu soon. But you can run our boy his money. Yeah, I think they're still showing it in theaters, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, there's, like, I know they're showing it here. I feel like you can also watch it in a black and white. So it's going to be I like... Think, I think it's an IMAX too. So you can see the bonk in like two stories high. Ooh, chat. <laughs> so you can do that. <laughs> There's a little head injury up close and personal. I could never watch that. Um... um I don't know if we have anything that we can like suggest that would be on this level. Um, not necessarily on this level, but you can also like check out his other works, like The Host. Um, of course, Snowpiercer, which we did a previous episode on last year, which talks um, about class, but in like a fictional sort of train circumventing the globe or circumnavigating whatever the fuck. Listen, the train goes around. The world, the world is frozen. The we blew up the atmosphere, as Brittany liked to say on the yeah. episode. <laughs> that's how global warming works, apparently, to Brittany. Um, but there's some class when it's a little bit more. It's not as intertwined, maybe because of how the train is set up. You know, you got the people in the back, and you got they're moving to the front kind of thing but then you don't I don't know I mean you two kind of like a a weird like parasitic relationship there but I don't think it's as as maybe not as well done as this movie like you're not instead of trying to get from downstairs upstairs you're trying to get from the back of the train to the front of the train right well there's actually a clear delineation of like uh these front passengers are fucking evil (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's having a question of like, oh, these people are kind of nice, right? Like, yeah, sure, they like come back there and kill us every couple, you know, months or whatever. Might stick our hands out in the ice cold, um, you know, frozen wasteland, and then we had to cut our arm off because frostbite. Ooh. Actually, you know what, too? That's so funny because we didn't even mention that um, the actor that plays VTech, he was in. Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. And the host. See, I haven't seen the host yet. It's lit. 
He is also kind of like in the host. He's kind of like a. I want to say like a trifling dad, but like a, a kind of a loser oh, in the host. He's kind of a loser, oh, but the no. host is 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 fun. Um, I watched it a couple years ago. One of my friends recommended it to me. Um, shout out to France. Thank you for the recommendation, France. Um, <laughs> so it was fun to watch, and at that time it was streaming on Hulu. But I don't think it's streaming on Hulu. I know you can, um, if you have like a library card, you could rent it or stream it on Hoopla. Yeah, I think, well, it's either Hoopla or Canopy. I haven't looked at Canopy in a while. But um, yeah, check out your local library, y'all. Don't sleep on your library. They have streaming services on there. They're limited. You can't just like, do it like Netflix or whatever. Um, mm. But they have a lot of your sort of uh, more indie films. Um, a lot of like, you know, international films. And that's that, um, that kind of thing. And it's for free. Mm-hmm. All you need is a library card. Mm-hmm. So. And like, just treat it like Arthur would. <laughs> What's that song? I don't, mm, I don't know. Something about living is great when you have a library card. It rhymed. I, I don't have, you know. Somebody knows it. Somebody born in the late 80s <laughs> knows the song. <laughs> um, So, I mean, a lot of people were talking, too, about how they were kind of like, oh, if you like Parasite, you should watch other South Korean films. I think that's kind of a little bit like of a generalization. Like you might not see it for other films. Like somebody was like, if you like Parasite, you should watch Old Boy. And I was like, should you? Girl! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Old Boy. And I was like, if you would. <laughs> you know, people were just like, oh yeah. Like if you're into South Korean film, I was like, I don't know if people are... I mean, people obviously may be more interested in South Korean film overall. Like, they make really good movies over there, but also, like, that's kind of a weird segue. If you like Parasite... And that is, like, complete opposite. Like, girl. That movie is not my fave. So, (laughs) I'm not gonna say you should watch it. Yeah. But, like, you mentioned, because we both watched it, early, like, last year during Oscar season. Uh, but, like, Shoplifters would also pair well with Parasite, too. Shoplifters! Shoplifters, yes! Watch Shoplifters, y'all. That Shoplifters is, is on Hulu. It is on Hulu. It's a really great movie. Um, it's a Japanese movie, um, but it kind of has to do kind of with similar themes of, like, a a family that's trying to stick together um, because they're trying, well, they have to shoplift to um, stay afloat. Um, and it's kind of one of those more of like a, um, they're not all like related to each other. It's kind of like a like a mixed smash of a, people kind of come together to form a family to stay together. Um, it's really good. It's kind of sad. Yeah, to make your chest hurt. A little crack your little chest, a little bit, a little bonk in the chest. Mm-hmm. 
but it's a really good movie. I people talked about it, but then like we never heard about it again. Yeah, I watched it right before Oscar, like literally hours before the Oscars last year. Right, like wouldn't it make you be like uh kind of pissed off? When I watched it, I really wanted it to win the category it was nominated in last year. Was it was it international film? I think so. And also Burning was, I think. Oh yeah, Burning got kind of a lot of praise and then it just kind of died out. But that's also good. But yeah, yeah. I would I Parasite and Shoplifters is a good pairing for you guys to check out. I wonder now, like since like the Oscars since now like Parasite won and there's all this discussion about oh like you know how people be patting themselves on the back because they did like one good thing? Oh, they probably about to nominate like um like the worst Gone thing with the Wind twenty twenty one. If somebody remakes Gone with the Wind, I won't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I really would not fucking have any who's gonna you know what? I just thought of who would play it was Scarlett O'Hara would probably be like Blake Lively. Oh, and she doesn't have the range to be Vivian Lee, first of all. It don't matter. It's Ugh. it's it's the it's 2020. So do you really need to act for I mean, Gone with the Wind? Is anybody in 2020 to be Vivian Lee? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, Gone with the Wind is like trash, but then like I mean, there's good acting in the trash. <laughs> but who's going to, you know what? I should not ask who's going to play Hattie McDaniel. That. Octavia Spencer. I want you to stop. Because <laughs> I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, ooh, I almost said that was her brand, but oh you know what? God, and I'm not, I'm literally not, that is. That's her. You got to edit all that out. <laughs> Basically, they should not remake Gone with the Wind. But you know what? Somebody has apparently grilled it into thin air. Oh, if, things to reach back at into. Like, how old is Gone with the Wind? If Gone with the old. Wind gets remade, Ashley, I will lose my mind. I there's like, no way you could make that movie and not make it. And they'll find a way. Life like, will find no, a way. You can make the movie, but there's no way to spin it. They will, in Trump's America, they will make this movie. And it will star Blake Lively, Octavia Spencer, because she's just that kind of girl. And who will be that bigger dude? What's his Who's name? You know. Him? Yeah, that dude. Oh, Rhett Butler? I don't know. Uh, Josh Hartnett. No, who the fuck Josh. is that? Don't. Um, Josh has minded his business for a while. Let me just not. It would be Chris Evans. Okay, Chris Evans tried to do a southern accent in that one movie, and it did not. Chris it Evans did. would be Red Butler, and he would think worst. he'd be doing something good. He would he he, he would take the, the role thinking he will be making conversations to bring America together. It was one of the worst things I have ever witnessed was that southern accent. One of the worst, one of the worst fucking things. Did he have a southern accent in that movie with his knife out? No. Oh. They're like a regular ass. I mean, not regular ass, but they're, they're just like a fucking white ass family. Oh, i never seen the movie with his knife out. What? 
entertaining. Go watch Knives Out. Oh, it's very entertaining. Very okay. entertaining. The sweaters were good. Good story. Tight story. Ryan did a good job. He deserved his Oscar nomination, I believe. Okay. But I said the way people have been shitting on him for the last like three years, like good grief, give it a rest. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> give that shit a rest. Ooh. Okay, I, I'm not gonna say this on air, but I had another idea for who could play Rhett Butler. You okay. Are not. I'm not gonna say it on air because. Okay. Do you, do you do you want do you want me to to? They will probably think they're doing something. They'd be like, you know, who could be Rhett Butler? Chipotle Edgio Four. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to not have internet access. Like, it's time. <laughs> After you were edit, fucking 12 years a slave. Edit that out. But they'd be I like. Be editing all of this out. Maybe like, Chidwell Edgefort is going to be Rhett Butler. And our reimagined Gone with the Wind. This episode no longer exists. Chipotle, he gonna be Butler. Oh my God, Brittany. See, y'all should let me be in Hollywood. Oh, should we now? Yeah, <laughs> like if I pitch this, this movie would be made. Oh, I mean, somebody's very white studio is gonna make this movie. If I be like, hey guys, this is a new America. We should revisit old American values. Let's take it back. Way back. Think. <laughs> to 1860. Think. Or something? Reconstruction. Think. Oh, yeah, Emancipation. Proclamation. Think. Gone with the wind. Think. Did you say think the Emancipation Proclamation? <laughs> think. We never told them. <laughs> think. We never gave them freedom. We just never said anything. Think we whispered it to our neighbor. <laughs> this sounds like Confederate. Is this not Confederate? <laughs> oh my God. I could be a writer for HBO. They're not even making that anymore. <laughs> They're not. They canceled that. Yeah, after they fucked up the bag. Anyway. We should talk about where we are. Thank you guys for listening. First of all, as I devolved into very brilliant ideas for Hollywood that <laughs> will surely curse me in another life. Um, but <laughs> you can find Black Girl Film Club all over the internets. We are on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club, all spelled out. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are available. And visit us at BlackGirlFilmClub.com. And if you want to like shoot us an email, send us a note, or like curse us out, you can like um, email us at BlackGirlFilmClub at gmail.com. Yeah, I mean, we're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And we really do appreciate y'all listening to this. I don't know how long this episode's gonna be. I'm so sorry. But we just like this movie a lot. Um, and we wanted to talk about it. 
Honestly, yeah. I mean, we could probably still talk about it, but you know, they're just trying to give y'all like a little taste of it. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley's gonna slice and dice, cut it down, make it trim and slim. Slim thick. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, I guess. Oh, we should probably talk about. Well, should we talk about our next? Should we talk about our next episode? Yeah. So we, well, Ashley came up with a really brilliant idea Galaxy for brain moment. our March episodes. You want to tell them what they are, or like the idea? Oh, we're going um, girls in sports defying their mothers. Yeah. All for the love of something that they get a real rush on. Woo-hoo. So we're going to be watching <clears throat> Binge It Like Beckham Boop. and Skate Kitchen. Woo! Both of which you can find on Hulu. We're totally going to put this announcement up. Honestly, we probably, by the time I get to editing this episode, you would probably already know that if you follow us on Twitter. Um, But yeah, this has been something that I've been looking forward to for a while um, mainly because Brittany's never seen Bitted Like Beckham. I have I not. Chaotic and crazy. It's like a perfect early 2000s um, flick. Um, and then Skate Kitchen is really good just because it deals with like girls and skateboarding. Most skateboarding movies are 99% to 100% about men. Um, especially like in men skateboarding and like like the 70s and stuff when like it was first like you know make it hot like kind of like lords of Dogtown kind of thing so i really wanted to basically look at like these two movies um they have a, a, a bit in common with each other we've also got some other ideas that we'll probably bring up mm-hmm. along the way but also as a girl who used to play a sport that people did not <laughs> see it for <laughs> Um, these two movies definitely, um, are close to my heart. So, we encourage you all to watch them and, um, get into that. They're both really good. I'm looking forward to it. Yay! Yeah. So, thank you guys for listening again, and you can catch us on the next episode. Yes, y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Don't get hit with a rock. Bye.